I know people might say, well, if you want to work on a business, obviously it takes years sometimes. You're not supposed to give up. It wasn't really giving up. It was about listening to yourself and what is actually you need and what is important to you. Focus on your values. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Hey, remember that time when you knew your job didn't fit, but you pretty much ignored that feeling and kept going to work anyway, thinking, well, maybe it'll work itself out. Yeah. Me too. Been there. Done that. Got enough t-shirts to make a quilt. No good. And if you're there right now, you probably know it and I don't have to tell you. Many times people realize that they're not where they should be doing what they should be doing, but we're afraid to make a change. We're afraid of what negative consequences might happen if we make a change. And we have a tendency to make up excuses like, I can't quit my job now. I've already put in 10 years as if that really mattered. (laughs) I only have five years until I retire. Or, you know, I have to make sure to take care of my family so it's just not the right time. Or what if my boss finds out I'm looking for another job? I'd get fired. Okay, and I, I totally get these because it can be scary to face the unknown. And the interesting thing here is that we always assume the unknown is potentially going to be worse. That's, that's actually a, it's in some ways, it's a good thing as crazy as it sounds, because that's how we function as humans. And many, 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 many thousands of years ago, when there were threats out there, it did us good to assume that the unknown was potentially dangerous. However, now, you know, in our current day, that's no longer the case. It's no longer the case. So on the other hand, What if the change was actually going to improve your situation, not make it worse? And have I worked with thousands of people making career changes like this? Getting over this hurdle is one of the one of the hardest, but also the best things that happen in their lives. They've been able to find the work that really fits them. In many cases, they've been able to negotiate not just the same, but better salaries and benefits. They've been able to spend more quality time with their families. They're in a better scenario. And our guest today was actually a podcast listener for a long time. And then we had the opportunity to work with her on her recent career change, moving from Eastern Europe to the UK. Carolina began working as an accountant and everything was great for six years. As you can hear from my accent, I'm coming from Eastern part of Europe, but I've been living in the UK for over a decade with no plan for life. Eventually I have ended up studying accountancy. I became accountant and I thought at this point, my life is sorted. Simple as this. I thought this is it. uh, And I'm pretty sure I will end up my life working as an accountant. It's felt like a passion. I absolutely loved it. Every single day I was going up the ladder um, until six years on. And that was the first time when I started having my first doubts. I start questioning myself whether this is something suitable for me. Is this it in my life? 
I was petrified of thinking as an old person, looking back, thinking, okay, I don't really want to think that accountancy was the only thing I've done in my life. Carolina's story is really interesting, but before we dive into it, I want to make sure that you know that we're actually publishing two episodes a week now. We're releasing an episode on Monday and an episode on Thursday. And the biggest reason is because we continually have people emailing us and say, I wish that you had more. I wish that you had more episodes. I wish that you published more frequently. That would really help me in my career change. So guess what? We like to help as it turns out. So now we are. You'll you'll find that if you subscribe to the podcast on your podcast player of choice then and, and you watch your podcast feed, there'll be one that pops out on Monday and Thursday. Okay, now back to our conversation with Carolina. She went on to explain what caused her to question, think differently about her situation. Can I just say it's nothing to do with the companies. The companies were absolutely perfect. As you can imagine, finance and accountancy, there's a lot of routine. There's a lot of elements which I loved. But at the end of the day, there's a certain processes and you've got to stick to it month by month. And I didn't really like the idea of going same old, same old all the time. Didn't find it fulfilling. Simple as this. I was craving for something else. Um, I think at some point I was saying I would love to do anything for accountancy and I would love to go into creative world. I had this idea in my head because I like interior designs. So I thought, okay, how about if I start looking into account, quit accountancy and going into interior design? It's one of the not really perfect ideas uh, for someone who doesn't really have a good understanding what they want from life. Yeah. And I wanted to jump from one box into another box. This is what we do, right? <laughs> This is what we do. You're, you're right on. This is what we do as human beings a lot of the time. Yeah. So what ended up happening during that period of time as you were questioning this concept of, hey, I don't feel that this is fulfilling in this way anymore. And it sounds like some of the right challenges weren't, weren't there. And certainly it created less meaning for you. So you started having some of these other thoughts. What ended up happening there? Yes, this interior design is that got me thinking, okay, is it possible to change the career and start something new? And there was a time when I did some research in Google, obviously. I came across a website. I don't really remember what it was, but this website had a lot of stories from people from various backgrounds. And many of them were coming from the finance, obviously. So I was looking anyone who came from the bankers, investors, accountants. They were changing career into more creative roles. That was the very first time when I realized, like, hmm, so this is possible. People do it. It is doable. It, it, no matter the age, no matter the career, you can still do it. So it just got me thinking, okay, if they can do it, I can do it as well. So that's why I decided to sign up for interior design course. I was very eager because obviously there was a lot of creative yeah. exercises. And I absolutely loved it to be away from the numbers and design the projects. And I was so into it until I hit one of the modules, which I really didn't like it. And I gave up. What was, one, what was that module? Do you remember what that was? Uh, lots of history going on. Lots of history, which I wasn't really into it. Later on, I did realize that actually, in the end, I didn't want to study this. I know this now, but back then, 
I didn't listen to myself. Yeah, there was something which I had just, you know, idea based on random interests. It doesn't mean that you are good at this. So you jumped into this, began taking course in interior design. And it sounds like through that, got to learn a little bit about some of the pieces of it that you did enjoy, but also some of the pieces of it that really were not a fit in one way or another. That's right. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because I think people either do those types of things or what I think happens more frequently is they decide not to do them because potentially they might learn that it's not a fit uh, in one way or another. But do you believe that if you hadn't done that, you would have regretted exploring that? Tell me your thoughts on on that looking back. Yeah, I do believe that the test drives, I didn't know at this point that was my test drive. Simple as this, you're exploring, you're finding what you're good at, whether you like it, where your curiosity is going. I didn't think that way. Some people might think that I give up or I failed. I'm coming from society when you start doing something, you're supposed to stick to it, no matter the outcome. Whether yeah, you you're like supposed it, to stick it. to it forever, forever, yes. Carolina, right? Yes, yes. And if you give up for any reason, you're being, yeah, people treat you like, well, you give up again. And I've got a comment like this saying, like, where well, you keep starting something else and you give up. My opinion on this was, at least I'm trying and I'm trying to find my way, what works for me. It doesn't mean it's giving up. If this doesn't save me, why do I need to carry on? Because someone else is telling you. So quickly I realized, okay, that's not the way to go. Let's drop it. There's no harm. I have learned on the way, obviously something more creative. But in the end of the day, you know, I'm giving myself a different path to another, I don't know, to explore another path which I didn't know which one it was. Yeah, (laughs) and I think that's such a great point. And I'm curious, what do you feel like your biggest takeaways were from that experience? Not giving up. I listen to my gut feeling all the time. And even if I stop studying interior design, I still knew there's something else um, that I can do. I just, I didn't know what it is. You cannot give up. You just need to search for it. So I think that was the biggest lesson. That's so interesting, too, because we just got done talking about how many people look at that experience for you and through their lens, they're like, oh, she she gave up. And by moving on and discontinuing something that wasn't working and you had clear, definitive information that it was not a good fit for you. Other people were looking at that as giving up. But what I hear you saying is that actually continuing on beyond that is really the state of not giving up. Is that right? That's right. Yep. It's such an interesting twist when you are involved in that and interesting shift of perspective when you're looking at these types of things experimentally, because as long as you're continuing on to experiment and finding the right thing, that really truly is not giving up. So kudos to you, because that's hard, especially when you're getting feedback from a variety of different people like, hey, why do you keep giving up on things? Even though that's not really how it is on the inside. What happened next for you? Next, I decided to explore a little bit more. I have found my career coach. I had a couple of sessions. We did a little bit more exercises. In the meantime, I got very into fitness 
it helped me very much with the health and the mood and happiness. So I also enjoy it. And while we're doing the exercises, I came up with another idea. <laughs> yes, another idea. Yeah. And I was very happy about this. And my coach suggested to create a business plan, not a very serious business plan, but she said, get into a plan how you would like to see it. So you will have a better understanding whether this is something suitable for you or not. So I jumped into this task. I was very happy. In the meantime, I started having my guinea pigs, my colleagues, my friends. I was really passionate about this. And I did find another plan for life as a way of escaping accountancy. Tell me about that. What do you mean when you say that? My idea, my project was about motivational fitness coaching, which is more focused on the mindset. Uh, we know exactly what sort of exercises we need to do, all the materials online. You don't even need to leave the gym. So everything is given to you. But the hardest point, obviously, we know is how to stay motivated where you don't feel like it. So this is when I want to step up and I help women to overcome those barriers and just keep going. And I really love this. I absolutely love this to the point that I decided to quit accountancy, quit my full-time job. I know it sounds a little bit ridiculous because some people might say, you don't do this until you've got the established business. But I, it felt right. I needed a break from accountancy. I needed to focus on my new project, on the marketing element. So I know it was the right decision, basically. So I spent a couple of months working on marketing and social media. It didn't last long. I know people might say, well, if you want to work on a business, obviously it takes years sometimes. You're not supposed to give up. It wasn't really giving up. It was about listening to yourself. And what is it actually you need and what is important to you? Focus on your values. And I have realized that financial stability, feeling needed and responsible is very important to me. And you know, in a business or coaching, uh, sometimes you might have a client, sometimes you might not have a client. It's a very long process. And it just it didn't work for me. So after a couple of months, I decided that actually I've got to drop this and I'm going back to accountancy because that's the only way I can do based on my skill set. So what and happened I'm, then? <laughs> um, shortly after this realization, I started looking for a job. I have upgraded my updated actually because I, my CV was way too old. I started applying for jobs. I found a role within a couple of weeks. And I was very happy and um, sort of it felt relieved. Um, and I thought, okay, so I had this amazing break. I have discovered a couple of things about myself. But I think accountancy is the only thing I can do it because there is absolutely nothing else I can do. And I was happy with my choice. And that was last year in April. One year on. I got back to the same cycle and the same questioning myself. Okay, this is not working. There's something else going on. There's definitely something out there for me, but I don't know what it is. So far, I've been changing accountancy organizations and the roles were pretty much similar. I have ended up again questioning myself and my gut feeling was telling me, okay, accountancy is not for you. 
what's next? I want to know what what was next. Because <laughs> this next. is really interesting in terms of you did some really great things here in learning yes. about yourself and what you needed. And that's that's yes. what I'm seeing through this entire thread here of what we've discussed so far is you took a variety of actions that caused you to get information about what you really need over the course of the long term for your career, your situation to feel like it's more fulfilled. At the same time, you went through and you you made a couple of changes had those learnings, they led you to the next change. And then ultimately you realized that, Hey, there's still, there's still gotta be more here. There's still, there's still gotta be more that creates a fit for you. So what happened at that point? Right. In the meantime, I've been a massive fan of podcasts and I keep listening to, to various people, but I had this idea, okay, let me search um, any podcast that's related to career change. I came across a few. One of them was HUYC, obviously. Yeah. Um, the first episode, I don't know which one because it's just random. I think once you subscribe, it doesn't give you the very first one. But there was something, I would say, even magical because it just spoke to me. And from that one episode, I said downloading the rest of it. Uh, very shortly, I had signed up for the free eight-day mini course which I absolutely loved it. I've done all the exercises. And in the meantime, I think I have submitted application form, which I didn't even know what to expect until I had received a call from Philip. So we had this conversation face to face, which actually I absolutely loved that the way you guys designed the course, because having this one-to-one conversation is reassuring that you know, there is no another guy working from Bali. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually real. <laughs> We're real people. We real uh, live people. all over the U.S. and uh, exactly. actually in some other countries too. And yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So it's been a pleasure speaking to Philip and, and the sort of support you are giving to potential students. So you're trying to understand what is that they need and if there's anything you can support going forward. So shortly after that, I knew that I'm going to sign up for CCB. And that's how I end up in a few weeks time. So tell me about that. First of all, I'm so appreciative that you found us in the first place. And that Mm -hmm. led to us being able to work with you and being able to help in the things that you needed and be able to sit front row because this is what we do. It's what we love to do. And we're just very appreciative that we get to have this type of impact for, for folks just like you. And what, as you were going through the process, not even necessarily, you know, you mentioned CCB career change bootcamp, but as you were going through the career change process and Mm -hmm. order to be able to look at this in a much more intentional way, what did you find the most challenging for you? My aim of signing for CCB was just to get a clarity. I was desperate to find another thing to do. I just didn't know what it is. So I was hoping this bootcamp will help me to get that. The free um, 8 day course had lots of exercises at the startup, and I was really happy with the way they had been structured. But I couldn't really connect the dots. And then when I started moving on, to the actual CCB, one of the amazing exercises was obviously the strength finder. 
And once I have identified my strengths, which I was very pleased about, there was nothing really surprising. Um, I still struggle to match them with opportunities. Yes, which is the hardest part, I think, right? When you can intimately understand your strengths and still have challenge being able to connect them in reality to where those can be most helpful. That in itself is is a whole separate process. That's right. And you don't want to end up again trying to fit in into another box. This is what you guys keep saying. Um, Being careful about searching for the jobs and listen to, you know, what you're good at. So what I've done was actually I spent quite a few days trying to analyze the strength finder, my strengths. Um, I didn't really see where this is going. And I said, well, this is fantastic. I'm responsible. I'm very disciplined. But that's great. Anyone can take you with those skills, with those strengths, but uh, potentially you can do any job. And then I think I went even on the Gallup website just to have a better understanding on the strengths. And my focus was on the other two, which is the realization and relater. And these two, for those people who, who are not familiar, are people related. So anything with building deep relationship with people, understanding, empathy, intuition, anything related to the relationship with the people, building this environment when people open up to you and they trust you. So once I identify these two strengths, I wanted to focus on them. And I combine another exercise of yours, um, which asking you to go through your past and present jobs and identify all the elements which you enjoyed. So I list them up and I try to match with my strengths in terms of people and uh, relationship. And I have ended up with the answer. So (laughs) one of the ideas I had was maybe I should focus on the roles around employee engagement, talent development, learning and development, um, anything with the HR sector. Uh, Your module four is specifically designed for the test drivers. Um, There's optional, so you can go through the organizations, you can go through the role and and speak to people. I wasn't really sure about this. Maybe I didn't have confidence enough. But what I did instead, I decided to contact and recruitment agencies that specifically work with HR yeah, and trying to get as much as information about people, the market, organization, what is that they require, what sort of people they would like to work with, qualification-wise. Um, so that was quite helpful. And after a couple of calls, I have realized this is not for me. And I was really happy about this. And I drop from this idea. This is really interesting because this theme keeps popping up. And I look after doing this for many years and helping at this point, we've helped thousands of people make a variety of different types of changes. I now recognize that this is such a powerful thing. The idea of saving yourself time when our lives are only so short and essentially taking off the table those options that are not great fits for you. And I I don't think if you would ask me 15 years ago or so, 
I don't think I would have realized the power in that. However, you know, you've done you've done that a variety of times and continued to do that even into this career change process when as we got the opportunity to work with you too. So, one, I'm so proud of you because I know how difficult that is to say, no, this is just not a fit and move mm-hmm. it aside when society expects you to just keep going. Exactly. So on that note, what happened from there after you decided that, hey, this, you know what, this is great. This is, I explored it. This is not a fit and that's okay. Well, after that, I didn't be, I didn't have any backup plans. So I actually have spoken to Mo, my coach, and I said, Mo, I have no other ideas. <laughs> And he said, okay, so what is that you would like to do next? And I said, I think I just need to relax and just slow down. Because I think at some point I felt pressure. You know, when you sign up for something, you're expecting results. And, I, and I'm result driven. So yeah. the minute when you're not seeing them coming quickly, you kind of feel like you're not doing good enough. So I said, okay, I don't really have another idea. So let me calm down. Just relax. I have a couple of books to read. Um, so let's see what's happening. I didn't even attend one of the accountability group sessions because I honestly didn't really know what to, what to talk about because it was just emptiness. I didn't know. So I said, okay, let me just do nothing. Simple as this. And it worked. <laughs> Tell me about that, because although I am very aware that sometimes nothing is the, the hardest thing to do, but yeah. really it was doing nothing after having a lot of action, I'm, yes. I'm guessing that led you to some of the breakthroughs that you you had. So it wasn't necessarily just like, ah, no, no, I'm going to do nothing. You had a whole bunch of activity and action and mm-hmm. learning and experiences, and then in this particular situation decided to do nothing. So how how did that benefit you? And how did that work for, into your favor this time around? Yeah, I've done lots of work. Actually, I was away end of August. I went for solo holidays in Cyprus and I've been working. I was keeping in touch with more. So actually the time when I'm supposed to relax, I've been working on CCB constantly because I really wanted to get to the bottom of this. But at the same time, being away from reality and the routine, it gives me a different perspective. So I think, although I felt like I'm pushing myself too much and put so much pressure, on my return in UK, I felt I'm just going to calm down. I've done as much as I could and at least see what's going to happen. So what helped me was morning pages. And I'm pretty sure you are familiar with this by Julia Cameron, writing in the morning, three pages, row writing, whatever comes into your mind. And this is how I started getting more clarity. So the minute when you open up to different opportunities and stop being focused on one particular goal that maybe doesn't serve you, all of a sudden you start getting a different signs and be more present Sounds very mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think that you're right, though. It's a really interesting dynamic. It's part of what we do when we work with a variety of different situations. For those folks that want clarity, like you're describing, is we do all of this upfront work to be able to identify some of those important areas, like your strengths, like the areas that 
you know you're going to need that are going to move the needle in terms of fulfillment or move the needle in terms of meaning and identifying those up front. Because if you haven't done that work at first, it's going to be really difficult to recognize opportunities later on. However, at that point, many people experience what you experience too, where it's like, okay, now I've done all this stuff. Now what? Mm -hmm. Like, now how do I just like move this into a job already yesterday, preferably? And that actually works counterintuitively. It works against the process when that additional pressure is applied. So it was very astute of you, I would say, to recognize that that's something that could be counterproductive and, and take some steps to uh, to allow, <laughs> now that you've done the work, allow different opportunities to emerge or rather begin paying attention to them in a different way is I think what you really did. So what, what came out of that then? Yeah, so it was all about the self-awareness. Notice what you notice and observe where your curiosity goes. Actually, Moore mentioned this during his one of his interviews, which I really love and it's worth mentioning. Mo was saying, follow your feeling and curiosity. Don't follow jobs. And this is exactly the direction I was going to. And one day while I was writing morning pages, um, all of a sudden I just realized, hold on a second, just let me go back to the coaching because this is what I've been interested a couple of years ago. And as I Google it, there was one of uh, foundation courses happening in my local area and I found it okay that must be a sign because otherwise I wouldn't travel anywhere and so I took it as a sign I'll sign up for the course and I knew this from the beginning and after this foundation course I have decided to sign up and I'm training to become personal performance coach that's amazing well as you took some of those steps what did you get that reinforced that you're heading the right direction for you. When you think about that set of experiences, what do you feel like were some of those pieces that just felt right to you? All of them. <laughs> all of them. All of the things. <laughs> all of the things. It just came together. Yes, those which didn't work, those that work. It's just when you're looking back, everything just happened the way it meant to just to take you to where I am now. Yeah. How would you describe that feeling to someone else? Because I have found it really difficult to be able to describe what that is like as these different pieces begin to come together in a new way in your life. It's a little bit like trying to describe what the taste of chocolate is like to someone who's never had chocolate before. It's it's wonderful in so many different ways. But... Eating chocolate is completely different than hearing about chocolate. So how, how would you give your best effort to describe what that is, what it, that it was like for you personally? You know, Marie Folio, I always refer to what she says. Every time when you're about to make the decision or you're about to come up with, yeah, it's just basically just come with the decision, whether it's something right or wrong. You need to ask yourself, that saying to that saying yes to that thing, does it make you feel expansive or contracted? So based on the feeling, you know, when you feel joy, when you feel excitement and happiness versus how you're feeling very heavy and mm, it's not really my thing, 
I always ask this question myself. So when I was about to going through the coaching process, uh, signing up, I asked myself the same question. How does it make me feel? And because all the feeling was about enjoyment and excitement, I knew this is the right thing for me to do. We've alluded to, and you may have heard this even on some of the episodes that you've listened to in the past, Carolina, but we've alluded to this idea of being able to pay attention to yourself at a different level, meaning pay attention to those feelings. And sometimes they might be called gut feelings. Sometimes they might be called just how you're feeling. But I really like what you're talking about in terms of, are you feeling more expansive? Does this allow you to feel more expansive Mm. versus contracted? And I think that that's even another way to begin to look at that especially when you're really starting to hone in on paying attention to what is yeah. what is a right direction for you cuz sometimes you can't even identify why is it right direction but you if you're paying attention to those early feelings they can give you indications about whether or not you are heading a direction or getting some of those initial road signs that you are in fact heading a direction that's good for you so great job listening to that here's what i would ask of you you know, as you think about this latest decision for you after, quite frankly, a long series of decisions and experimentation, what advice would you give somebody who is back there where they're trying to they're trying to decide? Maybe they're interested in making a career change, whether it be back to where you were in trying to decide, hey, is is accounting really right for me? And you're in that mind space. What advice would you give that person who's back there? Sure. So I would have quite a few, to be honest. The first one will be actions. Actions, actions, actions. Every single time when you have that feeling that maybe there's something else out there, do something about it. Don't keep it. Explore. Be curious. Question yourself. But don't think it's not worth exploring. You know, we are surrounded by society. There's many people who will tell you it is what it is. Job is another job. No one likes the job. So we kind of being put off by other people. Well, actually, in fact, you could do something about this. So don't listen to anyone. Just listen to yourself and take actions. Another one I will suggest, keep asking why. Why do you want to change that job? What is that is bothering you? One of your exercises, actually, one of the modules, I think, one or two, uh, one of the exercises were five, five whys. And so every time when you keep asking yourself, keep questioning why, why do I need money? Because often we think that money will make us happy. Why do you think it will make us happy? And just carry on until you dig deeper and you have a better understanding what's behind. Because normally the money is not what will make you happy. There's something else in there that you want. Another thing would be practice the self-awareness. And I think, as you have mentioned, this is a very difficult thing to do. Notice what you notice and just be present with your thoughts. And I think um, writing the morning pages was really helpful for me. Sometimes keeping all your thoughts in your head is not the same as you would write them down. And so this is a very powerful exercise. So whatever comes into your head, write it down and think a little bit, reflect. What is that actually it means that you, you came across this? So self-awareness, all your answers are within. Yeah, I could potentially say more, but it's just 
year, if you go through the CCPO, if I can mention ideal, ideal career profile. This is something which I keep referring to it all the time. It's, it's just the perfect tool. Once you created it, every time when you have a doubt, every time when you question yourself, you refer to your ideal career profile. I'm not going to say a little bit more because it will be a spoiler. <laughs> but um, I actually use this because one day, uh, if I have time to, to mention one story. Yeah, please. One of the recruiters contacted me and they found me on LinkedIn uh, with this amazing offer as another management accountant. The, the selling skills were pretty amusing, so I quickly said yes to it. <laughs> so I said, yes, let's put the CV through and see what's going to happen. And then I just dropped the email to Mo saying, like, what am I doing? Because like, I'm not interested in another accountancy job. So Mo was saying, so why are you doing this? And then at this point, I referred to my ideal career profile and I started questioning myself, is this job going to take me closer to where I want to be, to my this ideal career profile? And my answer was no, not at all. So I called the recruiter saying, no, thank you. I'm not interested. So I believe in the power of this ideal career profile. Once you have the perfect image, visual you know, that the perfect life you want to create, just refer to it every single time. So when you try to jump from one role to another, ask yourself question, is this going to take you closer to where you want to be? I love that you were able to turn down opportunities yes. and discontinue pursuing opportunities because of the decisions you made around your ideal career profiles. And just for a little bit of context for our audience, if you haven't heard us refer to the ideal career profile on other episodes, it's a tool that I created for myself many years ago because I was really struggling to figure out what directions I wanted to go and needed a way to be able to take all of these little mini decisions that I made about what I wanted in my life and my work and condense them down to a tool that's really useful. You can ask that question that you were just talking about, Carolina. Is this going yeah. to take me closer to this or is this going exactly. to take me further away? And if the answer is it's going to take me further away or not going to take me closer, then that's a direct sign that you don't need to continue to pursue it. And it gives you permission in some ways where otherwise it might look like this amazing opportunity like you were describing. And I... I don't know that I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Maybe I have somewhere along the way. But internally, one of the ways that we measure whether or not we're doing a good job is whether or not we're putting people in a position to where they can turn down those opportunities. And in many different ways, we feel like we've done our job when you have that ability to say no. No, this isn't going to work for me. And instead, I'd like to focus my time and energy mm. and resources around pursuing something that is. Because that's hard. That's that's probably one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, especially when the opportunity is just coming to you. So initially, when I said yes to it, I mainly said it because, you know, I didn't make any effort. They found me. So I felt, well, I shouldn't really miss on it. So that's why I said yes, but it doesn't mean that you need to say yes to everything. So yeah, totally agree. 
Really great job. And I wanted to ask you one more question about one of your pieces of advice here. You had mentioned that definitely, you know, as, as you're encountering these different situations, make sure that you're taking actions to move yourself Mm -hmm. forward. And in some ways that can be one of the most challenging things to do as you're going through a change like this, because it's easy to get overwhelmed. It's easy to allow things to stop you moving on in the process. All of these things are very easy to have happen. And it is challenging to continue to take actions when maybe you don't necessarily know what the right or perfect next step is. So my question is, what helped you to continue to take actions forward? Definitely having a coach, having the accountability. You see, these days, you can go on Google and search your, all your answers. You don't really need to sign up for anything. You're risking by not, um, by not signing up to a you know, bootcamp because it could be quite overwhelming. So I was just thinking, okay, when I can Google my answers, but is it going to take me any closer? I have no one to, to hear advice from. I have no structure. There's no one to support me. And I will be definitely having a days when you just don't feel like it. And when something is going bad, you may, I think, just you're going to drop it because you don't see any results. So having a coach together with accountability group, it just keeps you going no matter what. Someone's checking on you. Even if you feel very down, they're going to, you know, make sure that you keep carry on. And there is a process in it. So by CCB has a very structured way of going through um, the career change, module by module, um, what I love as an accountant, obviously. Um, there's a plenty of exercises. Do not skip any of them because often we think, well, I've, I know the answer. It's in my head. It's not exactly the same. I should write it down. So there's uh, hundreds of different exercises and it's really worth putting some time on it and just answer every single time. It's a very powerful, you know, writing down things. It does something magical. So yeah, exercises, having a coach and accountability group and having a structure. Uh, without these, I don't think I would be able to move on. Even if I have all the access to the internet, it's not going to help me. wouldn't help me. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that because that is what happens so many times to not even just career changes, but any kind of life changes that we want to make. A lot of the times, it's not a case of having the right information anymore. It's having a case of understanding what is the best information for you and then executing upon that or taking your actions around that. So really wonderful job describing that. And also wonderful job making this type of change and decision and taking next steps already on your decision. And I want to say that you've done an amazing job here. And I have been looking forward to this conversation for a while, ever since uh, Mo told me (laughs) a little bit about your story. And I'm so glad that we get to have it today. Yeah, I know this is still a long way because some people might expect, well, you have identify what it is that you want to do, but you're still in accountancy. Um, That's fine. I've got a plan. I know what to do next. And I'm closer to, to, to my goals. So um, it's, it's been 
I think this is one of the best years, I think, mainly because of you guys. I think I started in July, I finished in October time or September even. It's one of the best summer, I would say, <laughs> for being. So thank you very much, guys, for all the support. And uh, I definitely recommend um, you guys to, to all possible people I know. That is amazing. And thank you for letting us play a role in that. It's been our pleasure. Like I said, this is helping helping you and helping people just like you in in this way is what we do. It's what we love to do. So to anyone who really have doubts where to go next and if you are missing a clarity, um, it's really worth exploring CCB and HCYC. There's uh, plenty of resources online, uh, fantastic support and go from there. But don't give up and don't think that the change is not possible because it is as long as we're taking actions that's what it is but nothing will happen by thinking about this but having the support from htyc definitely would take you closer to where you want to be in life so that's i think this is the biggest advice don't give up dream big and listen to htyc because they really want to help you Hey, Carolyn, you's transition is really interesting and unique because most people that go through our programs don't become career coaches or become a coach in any way whatsoever. Uh, however, she chose to. And uh, I also wanted to let you know if that you suspect that that could be the right path for you, then that's awesome. First of all, the world definitely needs more amazing career coaches. And I also wanted to let you know that we actually have just a few spots left for our upcoming cohort of our professional career coach training and certification program. Now the doors close in just about a week. So if you're interested in finding out more, just send me an email, Scott, it happened to your career and put conversation for PCC in the subject line. And I'll connect you with Philip who will help you figure out if PCC is right for you. Now, tomorrow, guess what? Got a special bonus episode coming. And make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on your player. Hit subscribe so you don't miss it. I'm out. Adios.